This is KYUK, public radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Francisco Martinez-Cuello. The nearly 300 people residing in Tuluksac are waiting for help for the school. Tuluksac is not a city. 84% of its people identify as Alaska Native, and half the population lives in what is defined as poverty. They have been without access to running water from their well since February 9th. The water line has leaks, and they can't find the leaks. They have to haul the water. And that's really a tragedy for the entire village because not only do we serve children lunches, but we serve elders breakfast and lunch as well. That's Carrie Del Signore, the school principal. KYUK News followed up with her and Superintendent Scott Ballard. We have to have water to feed our kids. We need a safe place for the kids to go to school. You know, they need to be able to shower at the school. The teachers need to be able to shower and teacher housing. All of those things are dependent upon this system that's just barely barely operating. Teachers in Tuluksac are also forced to do more with less. They're overworked too. And we have to make sure that we've got people who can pump water, which means that our teachers are often working now seven days a week because they're assisting still with the pumping water or opening the building or assisting getting the, the pumps running or making sure valves are, you know, open or closed to to ensure that the water system works. And so teachers are now having to become experts in water management. The school district has purchased two new 500-gallon holding tanks, Del Signore said, which provides more holding capacity. But they can only transport 200 gallons of water at a time from the village water plant over to the school in the back of a two-wheel drive pickup truck. A two-wheel drive pickup truck is not optimal, especially during the winter months in the YK Delta region. The other day, we had to stop hauling water because we had issues getting the truck backed up the hill to the water plant because we don't have a four-wheel drive truck to do that. So, you know, if we can't get a permanent solution with someone coming out there, then we're going to look at needing funds to buy a four-wheel drive truck to continue hauling water. To make matters worse, the village generator has gone down a number of times due to lack of fuel, and the school district responded by providing fuel. The community's challenge with having enough fuel, we've given, you know, we have an agreement with them to provide them with fuel because they don't have enough fuel. And then our vehicles are run down and barely limping along because we haven't had the funds because of flat funding from the, from the state of Alaska for our school districts. Ballard says they can't find the leak in the water line and neither can the Yukon-Kuskokwim Health Corporation. The water line runs from the well to the pump house over to the school roughly three-quarters of a mile. They don't have the equipment or the resources. The only people that could come in right now and find that leak would be through the resources of the federal government or the state government to come in and do that. Del Signore agrees. It would be great to have a state of emergency declared so that we could bring in National Guard or someone else who has the resources to come in and locate the leak, dig it up and fix it. Um, those are things that the village does not have the infrastructure, the materials, the equipment to do at this time. The school district does not have that equipment or the resources to do that. So far, no assistance has arrived. Students have been on minimum days. But with generator issues, homes are cold too. No water means less hand washing, which is bad public health, making people susceptible to illnesses, particularly respiratory, skin, and gastrointestinal infections, 
This impacts student athletes and extracurricular activities, which affects student mental health as well. With no heat in your house, so we've got kids that, you know, are struggling to sleep because they're cold. Um, when we can't provide meals, those kids, many of them don't eat. The fishing has been down. Um, I mean, there, there's just a lot going on in the village, and the, they depend on the school. So, yes, their mental health and the teacher's mental health is, is affected because we want to provide these things, and it's difficult not to be able to do that. Until the state responds, teachers in Tulooksack will continue to haul water and make it through the school day. And the question still hangs, would a situation like this have remained without intervention for this long in any of Alaska's cities? In Bethel, I'm Francisco Martinez Cuello. Warm ocean water is a primary factor in the recent year's crash of Arctic, Yukon, and Kuskokwim chum salmon returns. That was the message of a presentation on day one of a Board of Fisheries meeting on Monday, February 21st. Alaska Department of Fish and Game, Salmon Ocean Ecology Program leader, Dr. Katie Howard, shared data that correlates unprecedented low chum returns from 2020 through 2022, with warmer-than-normal waters in the Bering Sea and North Pacific between 2016 and 2019, when the fish were juveniles. They were experiencing extraordinary heat waves during their first summer at sea, so, so in these regions, um, and those that survived to winter then were hit with a heat wave in the North Pacific Ocean, so they just couldn't escape it during their first year at sea. Howard said there's a lot of evidence that the marine heat waves were unprecedented in size, magnitude, and duration, and resulted in decreased availability of prime food stocks for juvenile chum salmon. Instead of feeding on the copepods and the krill and stuff that they normally eat, they're eating these gelatinous food items, and that's something only chum do. The other species don't do this. Um, and those, those gelatinous food, like jellyfish, they're just, they're very abundant, they're everywhere, but um, they really offer no caloric value. They're just, um, they fill their stomachs, but they don't really offer much energy. Howard said survey data indicated nothing unusual about the number of juvenile chum salmon, but the nutritional deficiency was clear. Simply put, this data indicates that juvenile chum salmon that sh should have returned in 2020 through 2022 were running on empty. They f these fish were not attaining the energy stores they need in their first summer at sea to help them survive their first winter and subsequent years at sea. Howard said ocean temperatures have been cooler the last three years and that should result in a chum salmon rebound. In the most recent survey that occurred in September of 2022, those juvenile salmon were in, in much, much better condition. So it was really encouraging that um, they were eating more normally, they were in better condition. How exactly that plays out to how many fish will return as adults, we don't know yet. We're still working on, on those uh, forecast models. Howard added that while less critical for driving the recent chum decline, harvest, competition and predation are also legitimate concerns and are being investigated. The Board of Fish meeting is focused on Alaskan Peninsula, Aleutian Island, and Chignik area finfish, including proposals related to the intercept of Chinook and chum salmon bound for western and interior Alaska. Public testimony was taken on Tuesday, February 21st. 
A magnitude 5.5 earthquake struck about 22 miles south of the village of Old Harbor on Monday, February 20th, about 70 miles southwest of the city of Kodiak. No tsunami was expected, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association and National Weather Service. Residents across Kodiak Island reported feeling the quake on social media and that the earthquake lasted under 10 seconds. The Alaska Earthquake Center's website says the quake hit at about 8.30 Monday night and was estimated to be about 5.7 miles deep. This is KYUK News. I'm Francisco Martinez Cuello. Kuyana for listening. Please share your news tips, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for News Yuktun coming up.